if we can just look at, uh, you know, what is at stake here and, 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 and what is being uh, put forward by the various um, companies to uh, for and against uh, the, this particular uh, regulation. Now, firstly, why does it seem like countries are struggling to get to grips uh, with whether these services should be provided free or not? Sakina, um, the uh, internet has become a very sort of complex, adaptive global market. And um, it's very difficult to regulate this market at the national level, um, firstly. And secondly, the question is whether you want to. It's created this enormously um, enabling um, uh, driver of economic growth and development um, across the world um, with enormous potential for um, reducing inequality and various things that we're concerned about. Um, I should just point out in terms of the question that's been posed and the hearings that were held this week and the different positions is that there is no proposed regulation on the table. The hearing in Parliament was to hear the issues around o- over-the-top um, services um, and to um, engage the different players on what the, the, the interests at stake are, what the matters at stake are. So perhaps it's important just to, mm. to indicate that um, you know, what, 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 over, what is it over the top of, um, and that's where the mobile operators come in. In many other environments, this debate has arisen um, in fixed and cable industries where they've become um, internet service providers, the biggest internet service providers in the world, um, and have their own um, broadcasting programs um, you know, traditionally on their cable um, services, and they have now faced competition from Netflix and those kinds of play, over-the-top players on that environment um, where they're competing against their own um, content product. In the prepaid mobile environment, in the mobile environment that's driven broadband communications across the continent and, in fact, drove voice communications, these over-the-top services tend to refer mostly to um, WhatsApp things. So they voice substitution. Instead of the content substitution that we saw on ca- in the cable industry, um, what we're seeing here is primarily voice substitution. Um, uh, WhatsApp, that, those kinds of calls, Viber, um, that, that kind of um, substitution for traditional voice calls. These voice calls were the, uh, and remain a significant part, but they were, these were the traditional revenue of the mobile operators. This is how they've grown these incredibly um, successful networks um, across the continent and across South Africa. Um, and the global market has shifted with the introduction of broadband and broadband internet. The whole market has shifted. All the business models have changed um, and people are able to innovate um, and uh, 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 arbitrage or or, um, uh, uh, provide services at much lower cost than the traditional cost of um, voice and SMS, which I should also point out historically have been because they were all you could get, um, costed and priced at a very high rate. So we've seen those prices go down, but SMS was magnitudes of scale more expensive than it cost to, 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 um, um, for them to be sent. And so um, you know, other alternative text services could be provided over these networks at a mm. fraction of the cost. Now, MTN and Vodacom, are they saying that because these OTT services have no regulation, um, they have no quality assurance standards for customers uh, to begin with, and they also don't pay any local taxes. You know, they've not um, had to incur huge um, uh, um, uh, infrastructure and um, cost uh, to actually put out um, their infrastructure to use in order to provide these services. What do you make of those sort of claims? 
So um, it is important to understand what makes um, uh, investment in these infrastructures viable. Um, and of course, we have to keep a, a, a regulatory and policy situation um, or condition or environment that is conducive to this kind of investment. Um, it is really through the um, rollout of these mobile companies, of these services, that um, you know communications has taken off um, across the African continent. Um, so certainly the issue of um, investment in these networks and, of course, as we move to, to 4G networks, which will give us sort of high-speed broadband um, access, is absolutely critical. But I think, again, one has to look at that critically. Um, the mobile companies are enormously profitable. Certainly Vodacom and MTN are enormously profitable, even despite some losses recently on, on MTN side. They've done a turnaround and they're very profitable. Um, they do... Um, realize that these changes are inevitable, that um, one has to move from this voice revenue-driven business model to these data business models. But they're obviously trying to, um, you know, amortize various investments that they have in, the, in, the, in their voice services and their earlier generation networks um, and protect those voice services as long as they can. Um, I think we can see from the um, responses we've had from, you know, internet service providers associations, um, from consumers, um, from um, political groupings, etc., representing various constituencies, that... Um, People are saying, you know, don't fight the wave, embrace it. And I think from a, a, a business point of view, we can see that those mobile companies that have done so are actually flourishing. So to give you a very quick example from Namibia, for example, the mobile company there, the dominant mobile company there, um, MTC, has essentially moved to a, mo a flat rate model. So they charge a price for data. And that price for data simply gets them the necessary return on investment in order to please their, their um shareholders, which happen to be the state, um, and um, also to reinvest in that network. Um, and that's basically a flat rate. What you do with that data is your, really your own business, because it doesn't really affect them, um, you know, whether they get how they get that return on investment. And obviously, it's much easier to get it simply by getting through their re direct relationship with their customers who pay for the data. Um, and then the, those customers have whatever paying or non-paying relationship with anybody who's going over their network. As I said, the, these services are free in the sense that they don't pay the over-the-top supplier for that service. Mm. They're obviously not free in the sense that they are paying for data. And in South Africa, although prices have come down and there's some very interesting packages, a lot of money for data.